We went how many episodes? 134 before we had to do a restart. And now we've had two in the last three weeks. It happens. happens. I guess. That's just what we are now. We're just scuffed now. We're not special anymore. (laughs) Not a well-produced podcast anymore. Welcome to episode 136 of Tactical Crouch. Kick Tripod here, Yiska and Volamel. You're hanging out. It's going to be a chill one today. Well, obviously, we don't have uh, Overwatch League for a few more weeks, so uh, Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of time to just kind of hang out and catch up, take your questions, and talk about some other... I think not... I would say that these topics aren't super heavy. I think we'll, we'll, you know, those big meaty topics will, uh, that you kind of need the entire, you kind of need a couple weeks to like think on them. We're not going to give you one of those today because there's a lot to think about. These are pretty topical. Season's not done yet. Yeah. We might, we might argue though. I'm I'm smelling an argument or two. There might be a, a gauntlet thrown. Maybe the, the return of PVP for the off season, but. We'll see. Maybe it starts mm. today. All right. All okay. right. I'm I'm down for that. Uh, not, uh, you know it. Where to find me, Changu Bob? Oh, wow. <laughs> what do we call you? Um, what's his nickname? <laughs> now that he picked up the mantle of Chengdu, uh, you gave him some like bizarre like. I can't remember name. I don't remember it either, and it pains me. I'm Christoph, sure it was hilarious. That's what it was. Yeah, Chengdu Christoph. Was it I think that Chengdu was it. Christoph, Chengdu Hans, something like that? Hans, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's a good one. He says he's slapping kids. Uh, there's, a, there's a, there's an, your inner child lies with Chengdu Christoph. Yeah. So. Uh, thanks everyone for being here. Welcome to episode 136. <laughs> Before we get started, uh, if you like the show, patreon.com slash tactical crouch. We're going to be doing a game night. You guys want to do a game night on Friday? After strike mm-hmm. drop? Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of got to look at my calendar, but I'm pretty you sure you don't want to play in this right capable. now. <laughs> <laughs> sure you just don't want to take some time, fill, fill the episode here a little bit. Uh, no, I, I, I think I should be able. Ninety percent chance, then, uh, two o'clock Pacific time. Twitch.tv slash I mean, kick tripod right here. The difference for our Friday will be that there will be no Overwatch League and that someone is going to stream our Among Us games. That's really <laughs> that's really what's going to change, isn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, we, we need to do a spike drop. I think there's been enough happening. Sure. So we do have to kind of like talk about that and the, the goings-ons and whatnot. But yeah, I'd be dumb. I could get some, some Among Sweet. Us in, some Jackbox. Can order uh, some drinks. Nope. Definitely can be had. Awesome. Um, yeah, drops are enabled here on our Twitch channel. Um, yeah, get those drops. Get those drops. Uh, so yeah, we have game night Friday. Uh, thanks to our patrons. And uh, you can also sub right here at twitch.tv slash kicktripod as well uh, if you want to hear Yiska type on his keyboard. Um, it's not a keyboard that, or that just that was. <laughs> Should, should I show you guys what clicked? Yeah, what are you clicking? I'm an old people. Oh, God. I'm an old person. 
pill geriatric pill what do yeah. they what do they call those what's the german word calendar for is um i wouldn't even know pillendose pillenkalender no yeah. idea yeah something <laughs> like this we probably yeah. would just make a word up of, out of two nouns just make a neat compound yeah. word and that's fine I think they're called like a pill caddy or something here. Like, I think that's like a, really? it's a very like as seen on TV name, mm, like your okay, pill buddy okay. or something like that. <laughs> your are buddy. Yeah I, yeah. I had the issue that I had for a long time, just like made it a routine to take them. And mm. then it became a routine to not remember if I took them or not. So mm. I got one of those in order to make, do you get, make it consistent. Do you get a pill for that? <laughs> no, actually, like you, I think Americans take on average way more uh, drugs than probably we would. Probably, like I still distinctly remember someone on Overwatch Twitter who I remember but will not point out, just calling himself heroic for going through a flu without uh, drugs. I'm just like, it's everyone here, dude. Like, who takes paracetamol or, or whatever for for fever? Yeah. What's going on over there? Who even knows what paracetamol is? Ugh. Yeah, they're... med students. Am I right, guys? Hey, oy vey. I'm I'm more of the. I enjoy the suffering that comes with the, mm -hmm. with the flu. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also you tend to think that I that I, like when you get out mm -hmm. of the worst, it actually gives me a nice little happiness boost, and mm -hmm. also for some reason, I, my aim's better. When you're sick or after you're sick? After I'm sick. Like Dude, directly I feel, after. I feel during like the like peak sickness, like I feel like throughout like even in school, like I tested better. Um I remember like in band, like playing my instrument better. Like I felt like I performed better while I was sick, which is very counterintuitive. Yeah. Maybe that's just like noticing like when I'm doing well or like where I'm at actually. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's a complete like just psychological bias, but could very well be the case. Yeah, I have so many follow ups, but I'm not going to ask them because <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a show. Big thanks yes, to our patron but... <laughs> producers, Refined Bean, Fredino Pin, Battle Crab, Kuchikopi, Wolshin, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kasha 67, Shara Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Fabled Steven, Roger B, Owen, Chris, R3444, Horbjorn, I listened to podcast while on the toilet and in the shower thinking of Yiska and Peace Camper. Thanks so much for supporting the show and getting us off of that previous topic. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> people are going to be needing medication after this, listening to this podcast. I think maybe uh, blood pressure medicine, because we're going to make them malt. Did you hear that? I got a shout out on Finger a tactical guns. crouch for one of my tweets. You got a shout out or on, on, your own on, show? on, uh, <laughs> uh, did you, I'm just getting through uh, it. What was the tweet? It's about, it was it was my one about control. Uh I remember uh, I remember control? seeing it, but I don't remember it. It was I can find it really quick just so I nail it. Oh, it was I because I remember uh Uber had like retweeted it and was laughing about it. It was like um controls like your controls the map that doesn't mean anything for your team only if they win or something like that. Something to the degree of like 
winning, that kind of yeah, feeling. Yeah, so it's winning on control is irrelevant unless you're t- the team you want to win wins on control, in which case it is yep. a very important first map win. Yep, yep, yep. Very well done. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Good, so, good tweet. It's one of the few. I get like a ra- I mean, I'll get like on. a random like there was one time when NYXL tweeted me like three times in an afternoon. Oh really? Uh huh. Just every once nice. in a while when I watch games live, I go off. I guess that's a lot of them. I guess I go off. I guess that's where I get my engagement. Uh speaking of engagement, this one's mm. been getting kind of uh, spicy. It turns out, uh, Joe, that Pine. Maybe looking to wanting to come on back to the OWL. Yeah. Yes, got thoughts. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that he wants to come back when the devs have already decided that due to Overwatch Two heroes, uh, Overwatch is going to turn uh, turn based next year. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's why the Widowmaker will probably not work that well. But yeah, I had heard it was a real time strategy, but you know, turn based, huh? it could definitely still fit. Yeah, Civilization Overwatch. That's that's pretty much what's going on. There you up. go, boys. Uh, but. Um, yeah, I think it's actually unfortunate that this was the season that he skipped because he kind oh, yeah. of held out for two seasons playing like in the first season only p- really coming in as a joker and then mm. uh, in the second season not playing at all. I think he played z- legitimately zero minutes. Mm-hmm. And then now that like you could actually run like specific hit scan heroes. I think there were metas where you could have filled Pine with a skill set throughout more maps. Mm-hmm. Even though, yeah, I, I struggle with recollection because of the hero pulls, not gonna lie. Uh, I think there's a good chance that he I would mean, have also been a pretty good like, Ash. A McCree, I'm... I, yeah, I McCree would have... Yes, him, yeah. And being yeah. a good Ash, I think, maybe towards the end of the season, I think. Um, Dynamite placement may... I'd be interested to see how he would have progressed throughout the season, but... Yeah, I think this this would have been a great season to see Pine in. I guess my worry, my concern is where do you put him? On the cuz I there are there are very few teams where I'm like and maybe may, okay, so to to preface this, it's been a minute. I I remember Pine from season 1. I remember Big Boss Pine. 100%, right? That's season one. Season two, obviously, we didn't see a ton of hit scan. Towards the end, we got a little bit with stage four. Season three, obviously, we, we have quite a lot of hit scan. There's a lot of talented players in this league now that were not in the league in season one. There's a lot more. There, there's a more wide variety of talent in the league now that was not here in season one. Does Pine look as good as he did in season one? against the talent that we have in this league and the talent that's coming in this league in season four? I'd say no. I think he's good. I think he's above average, most certainly. But is he this like dominant all-star ons level type of player? I don't think so. Where do you put him? You can start from the bottom. We can look at Boston. Yeah. Do you want him over Jerry? I'm not sure what's consistently like we don't just don't know what this level is. It's the problem. Sure. Right? Exactly. That, that is, but he's that is exciting, right? Like he is 100% fantastic signing. Very popular. 
very exciting is going to drive you know that that business side well right but in terms of just on server performance and again i've been a big like somebody who's been pushing back against the jerry narrative just because it's just like beaten into you that like hey this guy is good hey this guy is like winning the game solely for boston he is a good player do you put pine on boston uprising right now i don't know so i think there are some arguments to field that i wouldn't uh would you put him on defiant the thing is we don't even know what these rusts will look like next season right like 100 percent. but for right now with the for right now for right now for this season no. if, have, if, if yeah you don't have to qualify. in hindsight would you put him on the defiant no no logic where do you put player. him no i think so too genuinely I think he's been more consistent over his career. Pine is a good player. I think my opinion on him would be swayed immensely if he was to have played more at the top. Again, this is a player who was supposed to be on the best team going like pre Apex almost. Like LW Red was supposed to be the best team. They never qualified. That took them forever to qualify. Mm. Then he was like this flex player for LW Blue, I think more in season three. Never really got to see him play his role that much. He was playing Genji sometimes and Ana other times. Like it was a mess. Like he was he wasn't like given a strict identity. Then we got to see him in Overwatch League season one on the New York Excelsior. Looked fantastic. So we have one data metric to kind of measure him properly on what I what I view as proper like measurement, which was good. Is it better than these other people? Is it better than than somebody like a Jerry who's younger? may cost less again like i don't know if that's an argument that you want to field but i think there are some 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 serious questions on what do you do with him do you put him on the washington justice right now removing hindsight removing how good stitch looked in the playoffs do you put him on the justice maybe yeah i feel like pine could work in a very similar position as uh this is going to sound mean. I don't mean it to be mean, but for the same reasons as you would recruit Chipsa. Yeah, I mean, he's like a hyper-specialist player that has been asked to flex in the past and has done okay, has been serviceable. But he is like your dedicated hit scan. But I think the community at large has been like, I won't say sold the false bill of goods, but is like, getting way too excited at the prospect of, of pine coming back in and like somehow unseating some of like these big name players. Like nah. there's no chance that pines going to the Shanghai dragons guys. That's not happening. Mm. Not when you have Fleta DM lip. That's not happening. Shock. Don't think so. Don't think there's, there's, I, I won't, I won't claim to know. I don't crust these grand plans, say, but I don't see there's room. You got, well, you got the crusty factor though. Like, Krusty makes room if you if you fit sure if you're a cog in the wheel if you're a cog that fits 100%. in his wheel do you think well, though because there's there's one there's one issue that i have not that okay. i disagree with you but one sure, sure. uh issue that i have and that is mm -hmm. the assumption that pine has largely plateaued as a player since leaving overwatch league hasn't hasn't I improved couldn't even 
Yeah, I, and, and I we're, don't know. We're talking speculation here, mm-hmm. which yeah. I know neither of you like to do without four and a half minutes of quali- or qualifications. Yeah. And so I, I get it. I understand it. But do you think that there's a world in which Pine comes back a better player than he left the Overwatch League on? Certainly could. I also feel like a, a, an almost equal certainty that because he hasn't been playing at the top, it's it's hard for me to argue either way. Like maybe, maybe he's just the same. Maybe he's worse. When you're not in that environment, do you do you have that kind of equivalent practice? I don't know. I genuinely can't. It's hard to speak on that. But yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's a weird position, right? Like. I think a, a pro player that is a veteran and finds in himself that he still loves it mm. probably gets into the Overwatch League with a different um, attitude or insight or goal. But yeah, I, I like either it's a PR pickup or uh, he has to go back to contenders. That's pretty mm. much the bo- bottom line. He has to prove himself first. And let's be honest. The people that came back, like a numlocked, like a fearless, no, those spot guys good. had to pro- have had to prove themselves first, though. True, true. And there, for every numlocked and fearless, there is a uh, what's his name? Uh, Describe uh, Kellyos, for instance. Even okay, though, yeah, I'm not sure lucky, if, if all of the lucky future team this uh, this last or past uh, South Korean contender season. Yeah. Just now, an absolute retirement home. Let's also like I I don't have that my gut feeling is there's not as much talent coming and coming up. My my better so. my second thought is how would I know? I haven't kept up with contenders exactly. whatsoever. Yeah. The thing is I also haven't heard that much from uh contenders in in terms of like what's coming up. That that see that's surprising. I felt like you were going to be very much on the the side of we will see another big injection even though that you don't have tangible like uh people to point to or cases to kind of like highlight just the the idea of overwatch and it's constantly changing metaverse if you want to call it that to kind of play within your your kind of frameworks gives us more impactful rookies season by season year by year feels like because they're they're brought into that system and they're born almost within that system, then they'll probably end up rotating the veteran talent out. Is that not kind of resonate with you? Is that not something I mean, that's yeah. agreeable? Because like the like the the trend sort of is that this is happening, right? Like mm-hmm. very clearly this was the season of that. No. It's also the trend that we have less and less OD teams with less and less contenders sure. teams sure. Or, or like trials teams, uh, people trying to get to the top of contenders. Mm-hmm. And that must in some way uh, impact the amount of and the quality of uh, the rookies that come after eventually. Sure. I'm not sure if it's this season. Like, again, I, I didn't have time to at all look at contenders this season. I'll be honest. So I yeah, don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, like, like for, for Pine to come back, I, I strongly believe that 
there needs to be a proof of concept that he can be one of those success mm -hmm. stories. Yep. Also because the way that he went was like <laughs> in a sense also like Numlock didn't get to play. Uh, mm -hmm. He didn't get to play in season two. He like I th I remember in season one he had starting positions from map one onwards and like throughout maybe he played through uh, like two or three matches in its entirety is what yeah. what I remember maybe it's more maybe it's less maybe it's never I don't know but um, he was never a starting player really for that team so in order to prove that you have value as a starter for anything and not yeah. just like a substitute player which I'm not sure he would be happy with because sure. I'm pretty sure like the way he phrased his comeback desire was yeah, to see the to stage play. again. Yeah, yeah, he wants to play. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not that he enjoys the team environment and that's he wants to be in a group and just like go to war with my tribe type of thing. He wants to yeah. be on stage and was, wants to be cheerful. Mm -hmm. And that only happens when you actually play. So where? Exactly. That's 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 my two big criticisms, and I, I have a cynical but exciting prospect for all of the pine stands out there. You you still might see him, but to to kind of recap the the argument, right? Where do you put him? Is he better than some of the rookies coming in next year? Right. The third cynical point: Is there dumb money willing to pay him because of his name? I think there still is. I think there's somebody that's like, oh, Big Boss Pines on the market. Pog chat. We love that chat. We want to we want to get Pine on the team chat. Pog. And then they sign Pine. And then he's like, OK, that's I think that's a very reasonable world. The problem is that if we're being honest, the Overwatch League could definitely gain from having characters like 100 percent. I agree. Right. But is like, that it would like be a good for the league franchise move, though? No, like what Probably I'm saying not. is like we should all be wishing that either Pine or players Pi like Pine enter the Overwatch League. It sure. would like it, it can't all be super and uh, McGravy, right? Like mm -hmm. and by this, you mean I personality, suppose. not necessarily like yes. the skill level yes. and stuff like that. You're just talking about having more personalities and, mm -hmm. and players who are marketable in the game. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm being unfair because there were a couple more, more but not that much more. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be sweet because like in many ways it felt like he was also a real character. Like he shared a lot of darkness of of his experiences mm -hmm. uh, with audiences. And also therefore didn't have to hold back in his like just pop-off moments also emotionally just like fulling the showing the full range, right? Yeah. And it felt authentic. Um, so, yeah. Uh, good luck to him. But I think that's that's an extra round in contenders um, coming up and he in did all likelihood. And he did like put mm -hmm. in the actual tweet that he is LFT yep. owl slash contender. So he's not like... I, he's not deluded in the sense that he doesn't think it, there's a yeah. chance that he goes to contenders for a while and proves that you know he mm -hmm. he's still got it like logics did mm -hmm. um, and i think it, it's it's probably best for him in multiple ways right like again people love these comeback stories and to see a player to the caliber and to like the size of narrative that pine has 
go through and start at ground zero again and then make it in you know 2022 or mid maybe 2021 i don't know exactly how that's gonna work but that that's where it's like okay he still got it we need to get him in he comes in he you know breathes life into a team uh a la fissure for the gladiators in season one right like think about that like that's the the real stuff that we need we don't need like another veteran player that was good at one point coming in and just looking mediocre on a mediocre team and then they bow out again like it's just it's flat it's boring it's it's uh, I'd, I, I'd love for him to start at contenders again work his way up prove that you know do the numb lock do the fearless cut his teeth again and then really really shoot up the ranks once more I think that would be and I think we're all aligned here and I think Chad is kind yeah. of missing the point maybe a little bit on like this isn't trying to force Pine back into the league or justify like no anything is the opposite if, if anything it's saying like it sucks that we have to look to players like Pine mm-hmm. to, to be, you know, positive marketing for the league, positive um, fan engagement for the league. And mm. as for me, I would much prefer um, these charismatic young rookies that sure. we haven't really seen a ton of. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to, I, I would love for this next rookie class to be filled with a lot more people who are, uh, playing at the highest level and can back it up with a personality that is uh, marketable mm. and makes people more invested into the game because like it or not, uh, Overwatch is not a game. Like it, it doesn't hold its own on gameplay only for a lot of people. Oh, and, no. and, yeah. and we, we know that. Um, yeah. And honestly, I can't, I can't say a lot of esports do. Um, it's I mean yeah, it's very say, few. like I th- it's definitely a spectrum. I don't think it's like, oh, this is a, yeah. a gameplay sport and this is a personality. Certain, certain sport. ones are a little but bit there are definitely, more leaning, Yeah. But. And they're but they're they're Look, yeah, go ahead. The 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 cynical framing of all of this is esports is a gigantic lie and it's all about the drama. As is every sport. Yeah. Like, how many fans do you think sit there with their blog in it like in the in the stands just taking notes on the strategy of their football team probably not a ton how many how much what what do you think the average percent of a regular season baseball game is that fans actually look at the action see it's tough for me okay to baseball that. is probably a bad <laughs> example because it's so bursty but like yeah let's say soccer it's not high it really isn't I that mean, high sure and, and again, I, I think that's that's an agreeable like stance, but I think there is a more, I dare I say the word, indoctrinated view with traditional sports because it's been around for so long. So you do get like some people that are into the stats, you know, looking at like who's genuinely good, looking at underrated players, much in the same way that you might talk about like an Overwatch League player or, you know, another esports player that like, oh, well, this guy's hero pool isn't here or there. Like you get that. I feel like you get that more with traditional sports. Again, I, I'm going to. I don't I'm not a big fan of traditional sports. I don't particularly watch it, but watching, you know, uh, NBA Twitter pop off last night was that felt more like a, a yeah. leaning hardcore than not. Right. But do you think the people that were complaining actually understood what went wrong? No, not at all. Right. But more so than I think where we're at in Overwatch. I don't know if that's even a coherent point or not, but. Yeah, um, I think in general, esports fans are probably more engaged with their sport simply because they're also players. Maybe at the top. But 
it's also probably less intuitive. Oh, right. Sure. Oh, sir. Yeah, it's it's you, a hard not equation. I'm not sure if, if that also is uh, like leads anywhere. Uh, the sure. point is, it's like you can't have a sport without the drama surrounding it. 100. It's the sugar that makes the medicine go down, right? Like that's how it, yeah. that's how you get in like the stadium. That's how you get in. It's like these storylines, these big name players, all all the the marketing that goes around them, and then you fall in love with it, and then you become a career fan. Then you look at the strategy. Then you look at the stats. Then you then you find your home within the, the the wide variety of different aspects of of a of a of, of the competition itself, right? Mm. Um, so I I don't disagree, but I don't think it's all a lie. I think it's a little white lie to get you in, right? Like, hey, look at these look at these archetypal stories to to kind of get you to pay attention, to get you to watch, to get you to care at first, and then you you build your then you build. Um, the, the bridge across the river then you then you find your own way to care once you're in yeah so basically what i'm saying i think the vast majority of sports appeal happens on the emotional level not on mm. the thinking level and sure. if it's on the thinking level it's probably not on the very concentrated type of like solving math equations type of concentration sure. yeah right um and because it's a path pastime for the vast majority of people as well. Like it should be entertaining, right? Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I like. I would even say the vast majority of t time when I uh, engage with esports, it is mm. for the story more so. Like that's what draw. Like that's the louder voice in me than the the art appreciating or the I don't know, like the math professor just like trying to do the calculations right sure so but like think think about to kind of wrap this up in a in a neat pretty little bow like think about going back in time to season one and telling 2018 yiska that pine's going to be a free agent in two years and there's an argument to make that nobody wants him see that, that seems crazy. i would have mm, no i don't think so i think it's think crazy so? from 2016 maybe or seven it's not crazy from 17, sorry. I don't think it's crazy from 2018 simply because how little he has played. And how well, that would be like the Sebiobi and Liberal even took over uh, sure. some of the real sure. roles uh, in season one. Fair enough. Maybe again. I, I think I think the the response to that is going to be um and, and I stand with you on, on that that kind of uh, assumption, even though I'd be a little bit surprised, but um that this is this is going to be viewed as a hot take so i'm I'm interested to see that some of the heat we catch over this because yeah. i think people are, are rose tinted with with looking at pine i think we've got a lot oh. of scary rookies out there okay this is like eric sa says says is a fan of talent turnover i'm not sure if that's true i actually want some object permanence in our esport like i think for instance even if it wasn't vancouver titans Mm -hmm. It is very, very bad if your team switches the entire roster and becomes irrecognizable other than the wrapping from sure. one to the next day, right? Mm. Like, I, I also don't think, like, unless, unless the esports org has been in the game for a very, very long time and has a recognizable owner with recognizable uh, uh, values, I mm. do not care about your wrapper. Like, 
I don't care what kind of jersey you're wearing necessarily. Yeah. And some some orcs have transcended that, like a G2, for instance. I care about G2 because like there's a competitor behind that that kind of rose endemically with the esport. They are engaging culturally with the esport. They have mm -hmm. a coherent brand across many different titles where even the brand owner is very much engaged in every esport to a degree, like to varying degrees. That's when I start caring right. about this. I don't care for, I don't know, honestly, Astralis. I don't care for their rebranding of origin. That's a professionalized rapper of just like, See, that's interesting. That's math professors going to town on a brand. So, I, so let, I'm not gripped. Let me stop you there. Is it so? Are we are we looking at like when it's rebranded or after like the dynasty that their CS:GO team put up? I like okay. when are you answering or right? Yeah, when are you answering that question? Right, I see it. Uh, right, I see how the identification with mm -hmm. the team. I care about that. I don't think they're values and or character transports at all to their League of Legends team that they now have renamed. Sure, sure. Right? right. Like, there's nobody in the org that's recognizable for me and, until maybe someone like the entire core roster retires and then becomes managers and outward-facing personalities. Right. Like, Australis is a faceless rapper for the best uh, CSGO team that the game has ever seen. That's that's that doesn't have have any transitive property for me in my mind or emotional landscape for the League of Legends team or whatever other franchise they're going to get, and they now have to work very hard for that to to achieve that. And I think they do not understand that esports is not Stira. Say that again. Esports brand building cannot be Stira. Sterile. 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 Okay. I was, Sterile. I was, I was like, I Sorry. didn't catch that. No, you're going to heal in German. So. <laughs> yeah. Sterile. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Sterile. Sorry. I was kind yeah. of on the same thing. I was like, what? I was like, wait, what? Um, now, to be fair, um, I want to kind of get in front of any kind of polarization of that. You would agree that it's more of a balance, right? It's again, it's kind of that spectrum discussion where we can't have total object permanence, right? Where it's just like, oh, this is, you know, the CLG and they've got all the fuck, they've got all the good players that we know and love and they don't really perform much. And they're like three years past their prime. Like, you don't want that, but you need some sort of balance between like bringing in new talent and having the old guards to kind of market and, and be something to, to recognize. Is that fair to say? Mm, sorry, can you rephrase that? So looking at, so trying to jump in front of anybody who takes like the argument of like object permanence too far. Yeah. Saying that like, oh, you only want veterans in the league? Well, that's boring. Veteran. Yeah. It has to be a spectrum, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all. That and, <sighs> I mean, there are recognizable values where re revolving door still tells a coherent story sure. in some but sense. I right? feel like that's a lot harder, especially in Overwatch. Like, I, I could not tell you the amount of people that need to happen. For instance, let's say Fallen in CSGO had mm. created the Luminosity uh, roster. So, right. like, came up with a core, won a couple of majors, then kept switching around all the players, and only Fallen remained the one, like, one permanent constant. object in that, right. one constant in that team. Then I could attach to that. And even if Fallen left and became a general manager or the values within that team 
were very clearly also being carried by the rest of the team after his retirement, for instance, then I could still probably care about the, the same entity. Other than that, it is very much about uh, player personalities and or people that transitioned there. And or, I mean, for instance, like I think someone like Hex from NRG also does an excellent uh, job sure. as um, as one of the industry veterans uh, uh, in getting me to care about what he has to say and what kind of teams he builds. I think right. that that'll only continue. I think that is tough to to kind of ask for right now. And I'm not saying that you are, but I, I think it's difficult to take, for instance, like an Overwatch League team and like ask them to like have a an identifiable like theme or through line throughout multiple seasons when the game is our game, especially is just so ever-changing and, and flippant and i wonder if even you know more more established esports um looking at like league of legends even have like a or for the majority i know that there are some teams that do but there's there's there is a lack of direction there is a lack of vision for a lot of these teams and we'll get that in the future but for right now i agree with you it is more player driven it isn't it isn't something from the top down at least not yet i i also think that some of it has to do that our salaries from the I mean, we're not a tier one in esport, but from those bigger esports, mm -hmm. are probably just below the threshold where it feels safer to become a streamer. For the vast, for for, for or it, sure. it, I'm not sure if that's rational, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like people see that as a um, as an option, and of mm -hmm. course, not a streamer in Overwatch because that doesn't work either. But like, there are there are precedents where people walked from the Overwatch or from the professional dream and have mm -hmm. made a career out of it, right? Like, sure. with the big two basically being XQC and uh, Siegel. Those and, also tend to be the players with the biggest personalities that you want in your league that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but what, what would possibly hold them when, when our top salary is like, I don't know what it is, but it's probably not more than 400k, while league salaries are a million, and like you probably like and the game asks you for a bit of your soul literally yeah. yeah pay pay your soul all of your time for like something you could easily not easily i won't say easily that that's not fair at all um but that you could try to make streaming like it seems like a no-brainer it's not not something easily you can fix either I don't think this is something that the the Overwatch League and Blizzard in general can just like flip on its head, but that's a reality we're going to have to face at some point. Maybe another good reason why there's turnover. But I think to your point, um, there are some people looking to come back. I mean, yes, there are some people where we did have a pretty big emotional as well as just physical exodus from the game from a lot of people, mm -hmm. players, coaches analysts yep. podcasters and sure. uh we we've seen we've, we've seen more than just a few look at making that return realizing yep. grass isn't quite as green on the other it side as i thought as and uh, you know there's, there's really nothing like it there really isn't anything like it. That's the one thing you cannot take away from Blizzard. As much as we can cry and, oh, the meta, oh, Moira, oh, Brigitte, oh, this, oh, that. There's nothing quite like Overwatch. 
it's positioned really well. I think at the end of the day, a lot of our gripes and concerns at the heart of at the heart of every balance discussion is we wish it was just a little more right we we know we know we have something here we know that there's a unique property to this game that is enticing whether it's the, the lovable characters or it's the gameplay or it's the polish that blizzard puts on all their games we know that there is something here and it feels like we're squandering it it feels like we're just going the wrong way I, I can't I can't escape returning to that a lot of the time when I hear people like, ah, oh, dead game. It's just like, no, I don't think it can be a dead game. There's not. It's difficult to recreate this. Well, mm. I don't think Overwatch will ever die. Weirdly enough, as, as strange as that is to hear me say. I don't think anybody could do it better. It's yeah, yeah, it's just I mean, man, like I wish I could say I honestly think a big part of it just stems from the player base um, that not enough, people, not, enough right? not enough people yeah. play the game and not enough people understand enough about the game to like really understand and appreciate the esport of Overwatch. Um, and it's also really hard to just understand what a good Reinhardt player does. 100%. Even, yeah. Even in Plat and Diamond. Um mm. Versus what they do in an Overwatch League match because the sure. it's also stark different. It's 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 these minor little things and and more meta discussion and not in terms of like compositions but like all of these little nuances that are going to be completely lost on the player. So to get to that other side of the river, we have to look at the league. We have to look at these teams and say, how are we going to build that bridge? Because we're not. We're just yeah. not. That's again, I'm I'm banging this drum for a few years now. Why aren't we putting cameras in front of these players? Why don't we have a true site? Why don't we have a world song? Oh, yeah. Where is this injection of content to get us across that bridge so people can care? Yo, like people hard. don't understand how good true site is. Real talk. Like I period. I got a bunch of people in at yes. work that are only into gaming, have never seen Dota can watch that and just totally go like Instantly. wow esports is nuts i don't like, watch dota i've i watched that last yeah. true site i was like okay when's the next dota tournament like i'm i'm all in like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm i can see the stories i can see the drama like get me in this sounds cool as hell where is that for us where where is where is our tangible content it can't be put on these teams the teams already are like guys we can't even sell out like arenas now because of covid like we can't like we're we're scrambling to figure out what what the game's going to be. And I get like Blizzard has their own set of problems to worry about, but there has somebody has to bite the bullet there. Somebody has to front the bill to build that bridge to get to the fans that care or not to the fans they care, but to allow them to start caring. If that makes sense. Right. We have to <laughs> and, amplify that drama. And I feel like some slack has been picked up by teams. I feel like some. social media uh, strategies and like content creation has picked up a little bit this season especially for teams who didn't do anything before. Mm. Like I'm thinking the uprising has pretty solid output now. Um, like, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm struggling to find it like, like another name, but there's definitely like, for instance, Valiant still consistently producing. Sure. Um, I also know that other teams had a lot of really cool stuff planned. Mm. Um, like for instance, 
or okay another example would be people probably don't remember but uh, toronto had pretty cool yeah like, preseason yeah interview? with the show for thing fantastic. Right? yeah I'd, I'd love to see more of that and obviously covid kind of puts a hamper on that um kind of returning to the pine discussion i think if you stick a camera in front of anza's face again uh, from my understanding he was a pretty successful streamer in korea there's no shortage of talent. I think you put a camera in front of his face. If if COVID never happens, we actually get to see him on stage. I think he eclipses Pine. No, no, no doubt in my mind. He's the big boss, right? He's the inheritor of that title. I think we just need to give him access, give people access to these players that aren't just streams, but like well-produced, thought out, not story driven at all times, but just, I don't know. I, I hate, I hate to say like, um uh, that's even worse um not asking more from the players but asking more from like the project managing content director type of person like i get like we want to see kareev and agility's cook but how is that compelling to the fans how is that building that bridge in my mind it doesn't it's it's fine it's there it's the bare minimum it's it's gonna get engagements it's the gimme it's also not easy like it feels so easy to look back at a piece of content and be like that was a great piece of content do that but it's it's, honestly it's not that easy Um, i agree i agree it is um far more complicated the reason why you see those cooking streams because they can be executed in an afternoon and edited in two days and up within a week and i think Um, there is room for that like don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't do that. I think we also have to do those long form, like really not serious all the time, at least, but really engaging pieces of content that shows the reality of, of Overwatch League, who the player is like, give, give me something real. I just want to feel guys. I don't know. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's actually putting players in front of cameras. Like, I don't know that I actually need to see on speak necessarily mm. to feel like i know ons and am excited for him <laughs> and want to like sure like dude, like there's just a lot there's a lot that you can do to create yeah yeah the the, the story and remove the veil sure. behind how do you how do you draw out of the avatar of a tracer or whatever the mm-hmm. player behind the character not sure. not even the person but just the mm. player in general, mm-hmm. how do you talk about their t- natural tendencies? How do you talk about those things that all of a sudden give you a meaningful reason to, you know, be invested into that player or yep. that team or yep, that yep, position? Yep. And I think, you know, I, 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 I think we naturally gravitate toward more play, like person centered, personality centered content. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's definitely part of it. But I think that. It is, it, it, you end up creating content, not you always, but you often end up creating content that's forced and f- content that mm. um, ultimately isn't the player's personality anyway. It's what the organization wants you to think wants the player's personality be. is yeah. anyway. That's why players like XQC and Siegel, like you could, you can't put uh, a Dallas Fuel rapper on those guys uh, to be anything other than who they actually are. Um, oh, I could, still have, should I? I still have friends asking me like, "Oh, is XQC playing? How's XQC's teams doing?" Like, is is you know, I I get these questions posed to me every so often from friends who have played Overwatch or at least like are 
are in the, the Twitch culture and, and watch Twitch streams. And it, it's still like XQC's team. Mm-hmm. It's still Taimu's team, right? And FX you, team. And you have Should to create it? a broad offering of content. You can't just mm-hmm. like, because it's not the same for everybody. Some people actually yep. do just want gameplay content and highlights. Sure, 100%. Yep. Sorry, Should I Yiska. prove to you that Overwatch League, in terms of like content creation, just like some teams just blow? Sure. How is Patrick, Bad Pachamari not signed by a sure. team right now? Yeah. How is that possible? I don't know. Like, unless unless they definitely say, like, true. I agree. Like, I don't, I don't want to. Okay. Fair. I, I don't know. Like, there's still a pinned tweet on their profile saying, uh, due to personal circumstances, I'm, I'm no longer at uni. I'm now able to devote time to edit videos, memes for content creators, streamers, players. I'm looking for opportunities to help, help keep me doing stuff whilst I try and figure out what's next in my life. You know what's next in your life? You should be leading a social media brand. Like, you're, you made it... You basically got every single person that cares about Overwatch League following you on Twitter already. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to know what would be intelligent? If Overwatch League really wants to get in touch... With the fans, they bring on, you know, SI Not Found. He's they doing do. his thing. They have, yeah. Why not uh, bring on Bad Patch Mari? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think there is anybody that does it better. And if, if the league doesn't do it, then one of these teams needs to. It's, it's a crying shame that somebody who hits as consistently as, as they do yeah. isn't uh, getting paid for it. So, yeah. 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 There's your shout out. I let's would be, be honest, very like the surprised teams... if they can afford it. <laughs> like you, you think you think they're asking for a fucking stack? Do you know how much? I, I don't. This is a made up number, but based on what I know, how much I, do you think social media managers in Overwatch League make? Not a ton. This would be my guess. Uh, generally hourly, from the ones I know of, about uh-huh. twenty to thirty dollars an hour. What does that equate to, like, yearly? Like, 60K at the high yeah. end. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of where I was guessing. And I don't know. Like, yeah, that's another, like, chip at the budget, but... And don't get me wrong, there are people the who are higher up that are probably sure, closer sure, sure, to, sure, like, sure. the 85, 95K or whatever. More but somebody like Bad Pachamari, just by, honestly, contracting himself out is going to bring in much more than that. Sure. Much more so? than that. Mm. Okay. Maybe. I mean, yeah, you got to look at the market, you know, who wants them or them. I'm not, and I'm also not um, saying that they are the most efficient at <laughs> capitalizing on that. Um, not saying that they are making a lot more than that. I'm just saying like, sure. if, if you just look at the pure market demand for somebody like that, they would be far better off as a contractor as far as how much money they would bring in than they, yeah, for, for them uh, specifically than that yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean also just like having a lower volume but because like as a creative and i i also feel like okay here's here's a saying right if you have mm-hmm. a creative person pro like or okay if you have a productive person test him for crea- creativity if you have a creative person test them for productivity, productivity. right yeah like it's creating at scale is very different it will necessarily dilute the quality of your um, output so what can you do you just make yourself more scarce and just do less have more free time and still do the same money like Mm -hmm. that seems to be like the sweet deal 
Um, but yeah, like it's it's crazy that uh, that person's not picked up. Like, yeah, that's that's the heart of the discussion. Is like, look at how. And again, it's. I would say this is probably subjective, but maybe there is some objectivity that you could look at with how much the their tweets are engaged with and how popular yeah. they are and their followers over you know year by year measurements. Like there, I'm sure there is some objectivity, but subjectively looking at that account, it's too good not to follow. It hits constantly. It, it like bangers. Like who thinks of the Yu-Gi-Oh, Seto Kaiba? You build your own deck, and I still beat you with it. Like who, who just has that in their back pocket? And again, that's just like the one of many different kinds of tweets that this person puts out. Yeah, it's it's a crying shame that they're not on a team. Period. Yeah. I don't know. The league should do it. One of these teams should do it. Multiple teams. If you want to contract yourself out, bad bad Pachamari, go for that. I'm sure multiple teams should be looking at you. I don't know why they aren't, but regardless. Their, their metric metric ton of Overwatch memers. And sure. a bunch have already been picked up in some, some fashion. Pat Pachimari almost has a magnitude more followers and engagement than those people. Mm. Like, it's a no-brainer. It honestly is. Yeah, it really... It- there's there's a, there was a few people that yeah I, I think overwatch has a good like social media and content like uh not powerhouse but like kind of spawning ground like for whatever reason we just do a good job at like just popping out like some of the funniest people some of the wittiest people and yeah so i don't know if we can we can probably wrap this up with you know somebody higher Bad Pachamari for sure. Like, yeah. And needs a drop. And other memers, like content creators in the space for whatever. Like, the thing is, the endemic talent, if they got to your attention, Mm. they probably understand something about this space that whoever professional, like, let's be honest, like, social changes so quickly the the way we we use social media. And either you have a very adaptive, intelligent person that keeps up to date. Or they have a fucking formula for that particular moment in time, and you gotta mm-hmm. have them while they're hot, right? Right. Yeah. So just by like, like proof of concept for these people, it, like if you hear about them and they have a significant following, and esport is already not that big, mm-hmm. they are probably very, very much adapted to this space, and you want want them yep. uh, for your brands. I so I do have a question, yep. Joe. I have a question for you. What do you think? Um, what value? If so, let's say Bad Pachamari goes uh, to a team. Uh, okay, they, they take over social media. Mm-hmm. W- what monetary value does that increase? And let's just assume that they they have a lot of increase of impressions and engagement. What does that end up mm-hmm. bringing at the end of the day to? the uh the team the org so to kind of think through it out loud um i i forfeit the idea that it's going to bring them any kind of like tangible revenue right like if i bring on bad pachamari i'm sure i will not just be mailed you know revenue checks um but i do think it they are a tool to kind of uh, direct the vision of this hypothetical franchise. So if if I'm or or you or Yiska are leading 
the the direction of a team and want a certain messaging or a certain uh tone to be put out there i think they're the best fit for that and i think that in that creates as as kind of uh aerated and boring as it sounds a intangible value for like the brand as a whole yeah. i don't know if that's too um buzzwordy but no people yeah, want to associate they want to associate with brands that have certain attributes and someone that as far as i can tell has never been a brand risk and sure. constantly puts out funny bangers like humor is an amazing identity mm. feature that i want to uh like associate with right like i i want to be the person that or part of a fan of a team that where the other fan uh, where the other fans look to our social media and just goes oh i wish we had that mm -hmm. right like that and like i'm sure there's some way to also build that into like getting getting the per player personalities more known because let's be honest like these these formats that we're trying are not inno innovative at all like no whatever is on these social media like that's the, I think that's most the, of the content is really not even touching any kind of innovation. Everybody's every team has their like, you know, boring little like behind the the TSM kind of mini docs that are just half highlights and half just flat interviews with people who really don't even want to be there. Yeah, it's not so, innovative, and I'm not asking for innovation. I don't know exactly what I'm asking for, if I'm to be completely honest. <laughs> so a, a social media manager, and this is uh, like, I've, I've now got little, I mean, the better part of a decade experience now in, in making marketing and social media and stuff tangible uh, numbers, because like it or not, the people signing the checks for most of these things and improving the expenses aren't okay with people will love your brand more or um mm, it's mm. intangible like that that just sure. generally doesn't exist nrg is one that does like andy miller does understand that really well and is willing sure. to sign a check for somebody that's gonna help them grow that but you also mm -hmm. have uh you also have people too you know it's like it's like football um or, or owning a professional sports team in general you don't necessarily do it for money you do it because you're a rich person and you just want to flex a little bit and there's a lot of fun perks for it and if you sure. break even your your ideal right so you're you're like in a, a great situation so a, a lot of these people are, are you know they 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 trust the people below them to make decisions so that they don't lose money um but where it and does end up having tangible brand value is if your tweets have higher engagements and higher impressions it means that more people are following more people have notifications on which means that you a start sprinkling in your sponsored tweets, right? So sponsored tweets mm -hmm. immediately have um, monetary value that you can draw back immediately. Like, sure. This is how many, and you can you can literally assign a dollar sign to it. Um, that ends up being one of the biggest numbers that people will use in justifying a social media team. And the problem is, is that most of the Overwatch League teams' channels are doing so poorly in engagement specifically mm -hmm. uh and, and we even see teams cheat try to cheat this so hard like you ever see one of those 
like for A, retweet for B, reply for C yeah, polls when Twitter has a polling feature. Yeah. It's literally just farming engagement. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's all that those those types of tweets are doing. You see it all the time. You see just these random questions put out from an Overwatch League team and you think that they're attempting to be personable. Nope, they're just trying to get more engagement in the form of numbers. replies. Yeah. And, and to be fair, that's all social media is, is boosting numbers and trying to get the best numbers. Like if you, you could take the whole interface off of it and throw it in a spreadsheet at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, the, but that's where I think you, I think you'd be disappointed with how much actual value somebody like BP would bring to an organization. And that's why I don't think that. And is it, it a long-term investment then? So if we, if we agree, and I think I think most of the uh, the panel here would probably agree that most content channels, most social media channels for most of these teams are uh, pretty d right. Um, so where where do we start? I don't start? think so. Depends. I don't think that the think the social the average is pretty bad. I'd say for the mm, the size or the engagement or the the content. <laughs> that's that's where I have to put up my hands and and plead ignorance. Like I I genuinely don't know. It just feels bad. Doesn't feel like anybody's getting off the ground floor. No, it doesn't feel like anybody's uh, making. And maybe that's where my mind is hung up on content. But I look at the size of uh, maybe Atlanta Reigns twitter account and their social media presence across like all their boards and i'm just like eh, could be better it is I'm sure it's it not is, bad eh, but it's pretty but one thing that when East, when you look at like esports as a whole it's just like eh, the one it's overwatch or whatever the one thing i will say is i it, it as far as the the polish of the content that actually gets put out on the socials is actually quite mm -hmm. good just across the board, whether you're in esports or in gaming or just in like technology in general, the content itself is actually not really like I, I don't look at that and go the content is bad. Um, like mm. quality, that kind of stuff. It's generally the content of the content. Uh, right. it's it's yeah, yeah. the investment of the content, and honestly, yeah. a lot of that isn't on the teams either. Like it, a lot of that isn't on the, the physical people that are there. Some of that goes straight back to Blizzard. Yeah, I, 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 I <sighs> Dude, agree to a point, but they, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I feel I like also don't have the a lot of it is, though, that the younger demographic is just not that interested in like highly produced products. Like if if a dude with like a Logitech headset actually like pays very much attention to having a scuffed as hell uh, microphone sure, and pulls in twice as much viewership on the reg that Overwatch League does. They're like sitting, sitting in their parents' bedroom, literally. Mm -hmm. Like I, 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 I'm personally fed up with brands with like brand brands. Like I can't watch a commercial anymore. I'm so okay. over it. I can't, I can't deal with your professionalism. It's so fake. I don't believe any of what you're telling me. I want like authentic stuff by authentic people. One man army fall guys dude sits in his bedroom and just like creates a 1 million Twitter account just being genuine. While people look at their Excel spreadsheets and try to figure out wh which kind of 
meme structure hasn't surpassed the the one week threshold where it's too old to post yeah and that's and and i get that vibe and again i i'm no social media guru couldn't tell you you know engagements from impressions right but i look at bad patch mari and i go yeah you might not they might not bring like value right now but if we're gonna get anywhere anytime soon i think it's a worthwhile investment looking at like I do too. Years. If I were like, if a, if an expansion team came, like let's say next year we're getting four more teams, and one of them came <sighs> to me and be like, uh, "You're gonna lead the marketing for the team. Uh, what are you gonna do? We're gonna build a crack team. We're not gonna have a huge bu- budget. We're gonna spend eighty percent of mm. our budget on salaries." Can Can I also say something? Like, I'm okay. This might be ignorant. You might catch me being very bad at my job. Or very much outside the circle. But are there press conferences in Overwatch League currently being held online in Zoom calls? I couldn't tell you. Because there's right now a CDL one going on. I think I think And there have been the entire over the entire season. I'm I'm gonna be real with you for a second. I think Overwatch press conferences are bullshit. I think they're horrible. Yes, they had they had a good. Okay, I'll I'll give Blizzard credit here. I'll give the league some credit here. I think their their press conference or their press junket kind of mixer. It felt almost NBA like at the the 2019 Grand Finals was very uh, good. Like you you genuinely got some content from that. The problem with a lot of these these press conferences is everybody just videotapes them and puts them online. So like anything you could ask, anything that's and that's usable all there, questions. just yeah, it's it's the most. Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but it's they're not worth going to. If I can if I can like cozy up with somebody and get like a one on one, I'd much prefer that. And that's much more tangible and much more beneficial for the company I'm writing for, for myself, for the what I think is the league at, at, at large, much better. The press conferences are just it's a pony show. It's the, for the players to come out, say some things and, and leave. Had to finish that. Uh, they're they're weak. They're uh, weak. I don't know. I think they could be better. Yeah. I mean I I, I, I don't know. I, I'd have to think way more on it to to improve them, but Yeah, I mean uh, it, it's yeah. the thing with like press conferences is that there's this mutually there's this mutual contract between the journalist and whoever is putting on the press conference that you can you, your job as a journalist is to bring out news. Um, sure. And then your job as providing the press conference is that the news that they give isn't going to tank uh, the product that they're trying to make. And there's that mutual agreement there. And there's a lot of stuff then outside of those softballs like, so tell me about your choice of trying to play uh, McCree. Um, not even, John, not but, even. But even, but it just not again, even close. Come on, dude. Just. Yeah. They're just off the cuff, you know, whatever. Like, I know, I know. How but do you like, feel yeah, after like, today's win today? Yes, like yeah. that sure. kind of just boring. Like, yeah. how did you win? Uh, so, anyways, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah, wasn't. It so wasn't towards you. It was just like it's not yeah, yeah. even that level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. So it was. The, yeah. You know, the point is, is that number one, the people who are in those rooms don't un- either don't have the familiarity mm-hmm. or the understanding or the comfort level of comfortability to. Go to the question and be like, Dream, use this in chat. 
Uh, so I'm going to use it um, there. So, sure. Hey, Dream, why did you play Blase and McCree? Dummy. Dummy added by me. Uh, just kidding. Right. Um, <laughs> a joke, Dream. Don't. Anyways, um, you know, and like you get that kind of like boom, immediate. There's mm-hmm. an immediate impact on um, what that says, what that says about Dream as a coach. And you have created those th- that kind of storyline. And the people who are, are sure. comfortable asking those questions are people who are familiar with the game and understand what the point of the press conference is for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the press conferences are set up fine. I, th- I mean, it's it's a method that works like I, I wonder if it's the the people that they're inviting. Um, you, you get a lot of these, you know, uh, publications coming in because it's a big name event. They're going to ask, you know, a lot of these just like very dull, flat questions that takes up a lot of the time. Um, no, this it, it, it's I don't know how to fix it. That's the problem. It is a very systematic problem because it's like, and this isn't tooting my own horn by any means. Mm. It's hard. It's a hard game to get right. And I'm not saying I get it right. Mm. Um, it's also, you need these people to come in to talk about the lifestyle, to talk about, you know, um, you know, stuff that people said on Twitter and, and, you know, you need some of these like boring questions, but it's like, there's not enough time. It's, it's very everything. The people that get credited are the yes men that will never f- ask an interesting question. Very easy. That's how it is. It's the same people that get to vote on the MVP. Like, we're just like, we're like the most bland unseasoned food in that regard. Sure. Well, yeah, who's, who's making that decision, though? Who's making the decision I, that I, uh, only people who ask bland questions get into these? Because there, there's, there's a finger, I'm a, there's a I'm finger about point to there. Open a can of, uh, there's a finger point uh, there that there I think needs to be addressed. I'm so close, Joe. <laughs> like I, 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 wouldn't say that there's any one person, but you obviously have to look at the leak. You have to look at Blizzard and say, like, why do we need the Verge? Do we need, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of just like traditional publications. Like, do we need Vice? Is that what we need right now? Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, I agree. Sometimes you do, and there are there there is a time and a space for that. But for the, I don't know, for the press conferences to actually matter and be worth going to, and and I I'm not the only one that holds this opinion. Sometimes it's just part of your job, and you got to go. But if it's not, there's there's quite a few people who don't, and I can't blame them. I mean, the the best like uh, the best press conference stuff that we got. Early on in the season, remember sideshows, little personal press conferences that happen outside the press conference where there were just his little Mm -hmm. interviews, which again, so much better. If you want to talk about a real problem with Overwatch League is that the two biggest personalities in the league are not actually players and not actually part of teams. (laughs) They're (laughs) casting the games now, which isn't a bad thing, but it's like the the dynamics a a little weird. I think it is a bad thing. Okay. I think why I think you uh, need those bigger personalities decentralized. I don't think you want not that you don't you won't take Sideshow and Bren, but like Overwatch League is in real trouble if we lose Sideshow and Bren. 
I agree. And yeah. and okay, I think I we're say, semantically just saying you think different things. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say that we're in more trouble if, than if we lose Uber. Yep. I hate yep. to say it. I would agree. I think Uber's I the like best Uber. caster. In the I think world. Uber's easily the best best voice in the game. Yeah, I agree. But like in terms of like the breadth of the content, like what they do, mm. Sideshow and Bren leaving Overwatch would be a not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. It'd be it'd be terrible if we lost all three to begin with. Say right? what you want, like losing Monte Monty was a big hit, yep. huge hit on that on that yep. end. Yep. Um, <laughs> we could lose Bread's Player of the Week quite safely, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Um, yeah. What was the last like tangible like? I think this is all press just, like, conferences from Pine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so sure. I can't wait for Pine to be back in Overwatch League. Yeah, <laughs> to fix press conferences for all. That's yep, yep, yep. That's where we're coming I, I, to. I think that they had a good to to kind of wrap that up. I I do think that the 2019 finals had like a good idea. Um, something that was more individual, something that you could that the the journalists could build off of and and really have their pointed question or have their lifestyle question. Everybody had their own personal time with the players that they wanted some players just weren't even asked questions some players had lines out the door i think you can figure out who that might be right um but that in general feels like a good strategy moving forward just like the 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 boring old you know walk a player out on stage and have the the media point questions at them like it's not a coherent experience at all and it just becomes it's not, but if, if I'm the it, one, so useless. if I'm a representative for my team and my team or my coach goes up there, my players go up there and the press starts asking questions and their questions suck, I'm following up yeah. with that journalist and be like, why didn't you ask like real questions? Because as, as a, the PR representative for a team mm-hmm. or for the league, I, if you need to ask the, how are you feeling after today's match? And that's your warm up to kind of get that. You can kind of sure. understand how they're going to talk to you. Sure, fine. But at some point, you've got to get something out of there that's newsworthy. It and has to be. Yeah, it's give easier some, said than meat. done. But that's also like a, just like a part of the job. Like you're yes. not a very good journalist if you can't ask good questions. Like that's I don't know. Just kind of it feels like a, a non-starter. Um, yep. For me, um, the feeling to to your point though, the feeling discussion comes up a lot every it feels like every year we we have like a big like not town hall but like there's a big discussion around like asking asking a player after a match whether win or lose uh on how they feel is either good or bad um depending I, I on it, if like they win said, or loss <laughs> sure um i think there's there's value in both but that seems to be the go-to for some people and I think there are people who do that way better than others. And there are some people who just do the bare minimum in that sense and just ask like, Hey, how you feel? Oh, that's great. Okay. That's it. Like that's the meat and potatoes of it right there. And they go on to ask about the Olympics and it's just like, what did, did we not just play a game? Like I feel for the players. I feel for the coaches. It just feels like a slap in the face to be like, yeah. So uh, the Olympics are going to do esports. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, that's it. I don't know. 
That's it's my, just, it it yeah, just feels I'll, like, I'll, I'll honestly, Overwatch 2 just needs to hopefully be a big reset for a lot of these things, because I don't even know how you fix a lot of these, because uh, let's also say that the Overwatch is, Overwatch as a, as a game and Overwatch League as a mm -hmm. league just doesn't, hasn't scaled like it should. The number of people who nope. should be following it, the number of people who should be consuming every video... Uh, even great videos and articles aren't getting the type of views that um, they need. I mean, we've known this about just Overwatch content in general. It's a Gears. reason why. Do you want to know the real reason why so many of us are making podcasts? You want to know the real reason? Because it's the fastest, like it's the the the, Don't tell them the, how the least is made. The least time in, time out piece of content that there is. The plat that chat guys sit down couple hours of planning, a couple hours of shooting, and then I don't know if they even do any post-editing, and then they're done. Whereas a 15-minute analytical video is going to take twice that time. Dude, do you know how impressive it is to get the numbers that Platchat get in Overwatch? Yeah. That's, like, it's comparable to League of Legends, the biggest League of Legends podcast. How is that possible? Because these guys are legitimately industry-leading in what they're doing. And wherever they, dude, like I'd be loving to be sideshow bread and like the crew right now. They like, have all the chips. like they better they be bringing. <laughs> like they're and, studying and, and credit to them, dude. Dude, the league office is just sitting there going, "Oh, god damn it!" Sideshow is looking at another Valorant wad. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, what's exactly. going on? Like, why does like this motherfucker just, keep tweeting? Oh my god, we gotta add a zero to his contract offer. Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, that's it's nuts. It's actually and, legitimately insane, yeah. And you know, you have to. I, I, I can't help but support that. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's not only a smart move, but it's good for everybody. I, yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I'm happy that they're doing it. Put. I think. I think we need a healthy dose of, uh, not a healthy dose of cynicism, but I think the league needs to get off its high horse in terms of like trying to make this just like this pristine nothing happens in the overwatch league everything is peachy keen here there's no drama everybody's friends with each other i think people need a healthy dose of genuine drama genuine grit i'm not saying we need to you know go full gamer mode on them right miss me with that but we need some real tangible experience that goes to the content that goes to you know, uh, what's what is written, how it's written, how it's edited across the board. I think I think Overwatch in general could look a little less polished and I think it would do better for it. Make it look like. Uh, Joe's Widowmaker play. Don't want to see that a little less polished. <laughs> Not I tell no you what Joe's Widowmaker what, play what is the, the XQC flu? production quality of <laughs> Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am not an op in Valorant, nor am I a uh, Widow Ash player. Catch me on the Winston, though. I tell you what, I could, I could maybe play a Winston. Yeah. Don't Man, ask me. I could, I could go on all day about social media strategy and like mm -hmm. how, like the Fall Guys social media strategy is not that impressive. Uh, not, not for what Basically. they've done with it, but man, there's. Not not that impressive is is the wrong term. It's it's not that 
Yeah, that came across uh, like I'm, I'm not acknowledging what they, <laughs> what they did, and that's not what I was intending at all. It is uh, far more effective to grow young brands and channels virally than it is through um, planned, polished yes. social media, mm, that yes. type of stuff, which is a big thing to say. I will say this right now. Among Us, Fall Guys, like... If the game sucked and people weren't playing it and they t did and tweeted the exact too, yeah. same stuff, their social wouldn't be at a quarter yeah. of what it is. And they would need to rely on more polished, oh, I'll follow these guys. Yeah, this is an okay game for right now. Like, blah, blah, blah. And that that value to engage with the brand completely changes between a game that is viral and all your favorite streamers are, in, uh, are mm -hmm. playing it versus a game that is an okay game. Like it's, it's, there's just, it's, it's, you're working with two different products. Like I, I, the closest thing is probably calling it reactionary social media. Um, like whenever I'm working with companies, I go, you need to allocate 30% of your social media time to reactionary social media. Um, and that's a, like, that's a low number compared to like where I would choose to offer at or like where I would choose mm -hmm. to sit at. Um, part of it depends on what you're, product is and whatever but it's um you know like even said i'll say it like i actually got a little bit tired of fall guys twitter because it was the same thing every oh another yellow another yellow team tweet is that that what we're doing today it's hard that's a really difficult thing to do is how do you know how much you can milk these mm. topics how much do you know that you can bring up again before it stops being funny and you stop you know you start yeah. being the um you know, like uh, the sprint trying to seal the Verizon guy, the can you hear me now guy, right? Where mm. you're just kind of like, bro, that was 15 years ago. We're on, we're on to a different yeah. thing. Like you're just you're just milking it. Stop it. Um, and that's that's not saying that the people who milk it or go too far or use something too many times are bad at their job. It's just the um. The what is it when something's really kind of unstable and kind of unpredictable? We'll just call it unpredictability of social media. Um, Soul Dynasty. Soul <laughs> Dynasty. <laughs> Anyways, um, long thing to say. Uh, volatility. That's it. Um, and thanks for hanging out with us today, chat. Thanks for enjoying or uh, hanging out on a rant. I don't know if you enjoyed it or not, but. Uh, entertaining the conversation today uh <laughs> patron producers joe are sorry yes why don't you go this time uh yes and not the subs the actual patron producers you old yeah, yes old man it's, it's uh, <laughs> old, old man right um thank you to Refined Breen, Frodinho, Pin, Battlecrab, Kuchikopi, Lolshin, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kasha67, Chara, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Fable Steven, Roger B, Owen, Chris R, 34444, Hobbion. I listen to this podcast whilst on the toilet and in the shower, thinking of Yiska and Peace Camper. Wouldn't it be thinking of yourself if you're saying it? Or thinking. Hmm. That. 
that kind of presupposes that I think of myself as only one person and not mm. a, like you the know, many, whatever takes over. The many-faced god that is yes, <laughs> Definitely not. The many-faced troll, maybe. <laughs> Rich sure. troll. Uh, For this morning. What yeah, about, what about uh, new subs? What do we got, Joe? New subs. Uh, Chris, our 34444, gifted a sub earlier in the show, so thank you so much. Uh, that game guy 0703 resubbed a pin to paper and Ashador uh, resubbed as well or was a new sub but either way we love you all the same so thank you so much yes we do uh, Yiska what do you got going on this week and shout outs actually before we do that game night on Friday at 2 o'clock pacific time join discord.me slash Yiska out if you want to participate Otherwise, tune in at twitch.tv slash kicktripod if you don't want to participate, um, but you do want to watch. Uh, hopefully, I have my new graphics card. We'll see. Oh, yeah. They come out. Sure. I think I'm going with the 3080. You can't justify okay. a 3090. Right. Oh, we got a last one. We got a last minute sub. Salty oh! coin and chunky milk. Nice. Thank you. Salty for coins. Oh, salty coins. That's true. Salty coins and chunky milk. And chunky Fantastic milk. name, by the way. Love it. Well done. A plus. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. Other than that, uh, Patreon.com/slash Tactical Crouch and Yiska. Shoutouts to the week. Where can people find you? All that good stuff. Um. So Valorant, Valorant is more in the menu now, simply because mm -hmm. uh, like it's a it's a break. I will try to catch as many Overwatch League people as I can for interviews though, because for a lot of them uh, postseason has started mm. and um, I want to continue sort of like down the line that the Christopher interview went to. Um, I enjoy talking to coaches more, but I think I'm, I'm serving the public equally well if I try to find more players and therefore like um, Maybe reach out to Twitter if you have a like specific request, and I'll I'll try to think of it like specifically in mind with maybe a more a little bit more contemplative side and which kind of player personality would lend itself to that possibly moth or whatever uh, th that type of person uh, probably fits that interview series the best mm -hmm. certainly cool uh, Joe what about you shout us for a week where can people find you. Well, shout out to Mick Sneakerton, who jumped in at the super last minute with that Twitch Prime. You're not late. You're right on uh, right on time, right where you needed to be. So shout outs to you. Um, yeah, today writing a little weirdly enough, it kind of aligns with Halloween and the kind of spooky vibes that that might give off. Um, I think uh, the Overwatch League might be cursed, guys. I think it's cursed. And you're going to have to read a whole article about how and why it's cursed. So that's getting written today. Um, looking at Philly this weekend and then we'll see what happens. Coming next week. So now that's that's on the content menu for, for today. Sweet. Um, as for me, uh, kind of working pretty cool. I had a couple companies reach out to me about some nice. uh, products that they're making for streamers and content creators. and They want me to review them. So... Uh, those are going to be coming in the coming weeks, and I'm going to be able to oh, yeah. kind of create some videos on those again. Um, that's kind of my goal during the off season when I don't have to spend my weekends watching Overwatch League. Um, 
join my uh, Discord, discord.me slash kicktotripod. Um, if you want to do that, we got a brand new stream redesign and everything, and then new graphics card hopefully tomorrow, and then we're like set. We're ready for Shadowlands, we're ready for TFT Fates, and True. the new monitor, by the way, I'm crazy about this monitor. This monitor is insane. I don't know why I didn't go uh, curved earlier. Yeah? I'm one of those people, I guess, that like curved. I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, but that is, that's gonna do it for us, chat. Thanks for hanging out. Have a great one. We'll see you on Friday for Spike Drop and Game Night. Bye.